0: Hi. 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 I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Barefoot office. My name is Shane and I'm the grateful host and creator of this podcast where we do the spiritual discipline of Lectio Divina, reading a passage, divine reading, reading a passage three times, trying to look at it over and over and over again to see what it might yield for us. And doing that discipline with the Bible spending some time with the words of and about Jesus, this time from the Gospel According to Mark. This is a first for the barefoot office because this passage came up during Easter week and now is the passage for the third Sunday of Easter, so it'll be interesting for me to see if I can remember what I thought a few weeks ago reading this and how I see it now. The first time as we read, just allow yourself to relax. Maybe before we read, take your shoes off, ground your feet into the floor, maybe pause this podcast and find and light a candle. And just allow yourself to see What strikes you, what word or phrase or maybe an image or a thought, what comes out to you from this text? Now, rising early on the first day of the Sabbath week, he appeared first to Mary the Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and announced it to those who had been with him as they were mourning and weeping. And they, on hearing that he was alive and seen by her, did not believe. But thereafter, he was made manifest in another form to two of them who were walking, as they were going into the countryside. And they, going away, announced it to the rest. They did not believe them either. Later, he was made manifest to the eleven themselves, as they were reclining at table. And he reproached their unbelief and the obduracy of their hearts, because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had been raised. And he said to them, Going forth into all the world, proclaim the good tidings to all creation. The one having faith and being baptized will be saved, but the one not having faith will be judged. And these signs will closely accompany those having faith. In my name they will exorcise demons, they will speak in new languages, they will take hold of snakes, and if they drink anything lethal, it will in no way harm them. They will lay hands upon the ill, and they will be well. So then, after speaking to them, the Lord Jesus was taken up into heaven and sat to the right of God. And going forth, they made their proclamation everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the signs accompanying them. What word or phrase stuck out to you? I laughed a little bit at the word obduracy because that was the first place where I was like, oh yeah, I definitely did read this because obduracy The obduracy of their hearts isn't exactly a normal phrase. But I think also when Jesus is reproaching them for their obduracy, it struck me that it was because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had been raised is what stuck out to me. The second time, as we read, what do you find that's spiritual in this passage? Where do you see God? Now, rising early on the first day of the Sabbath week, he appeared first to Mary the Magdalene from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and announced it to those who had been with him as they were mourning and weeping. And they, on hearing that he lives and was seen by her, did not believe. But thereafter, he was made manifest in another form to two of them who were walking, as they were going into the countryside. And they, going away, announced it to the rest. They did not believe them either. Later, he was made manifest to the To the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table, and he reproached their unbelief and the obduracy of their hearts, because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had been raised. And he said to them Going forth into all the world, proclaim the good tidings to all creation. The one having faith and being baptized will be saved, but the one not having faith will be judged. And these signs will closely accompany those having faith. In my name, they will exercise demons, they will speak in new languages, they will take hold of snakes, and if they drink anything lethal, it will in no way harm them. They will lay hands upon the ill, and they will be well. So then, after speaking to them, the Lord Jesus was taken up into heaven and sat to the right of God. And going forth, they made their proclamation everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the signs accompanying them. Where do you see God in this passage? I just keep thinking about, they had not believed those who had seen him after he had been raised. My oldest child is very much a six and a half year old boy, and he is very difficult and very demanding. And he's just the kind of child who has to do it for himself. He's not going to be the kind of child who listens to and learns from the example of his elders or of wisdom, he's going to do the thing. Whatever the thing is, if it's jumping off the porch or bouncing on the trampoline, if it's (sighs) his whole life is an exercise in self-fulfillment. We're trying to, I'm trying to get him to do some reflection, some yoga here and there, some meditation to give his brain some tools to use to calm himself. But mostly he has to do it himself. And I say that because there's just some people, they have to experience it themselves. They need firsthand experience, firsthand knowledge. And Jesus reproaches them for it. And I guess I don't really think that he should. In this culture, this time, thinking about things like the Me Too movement, the various accusations made against many, many, many American politicians, most notably those two running for president. It's fashionable to say, believe women. And then to castigate your opponents for, of course, not believing women. But should the disciples have believed the women? Maybe. In my recovery program, should I believe that recovery is possible because it happens for the people around me? It has happened for my sponsor or the other people who have been in the meetings longer than I have? Maybe. But do I also need to do it for myself to believe that it is good, that it is real, that it is true? Yes. And that's okay. This third time, as we read, ask yourself, what is God calling me to do or to be in this passage? How can I make some change, make some difference, make something new, create new life in my own life as a result of reading this passage? Now, rising early on the first day of the Sabbath week, he appeared first to Mary the Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went and announced it to those who had been with him as they were mourning and weeping. And they, on hearing that he lives and was seen by her, did not believe. But thereafter, he was made manifest in another form to the two of them who were walking as they were going into the countryside, and they, going away, announced it to the rest. They did not believe them either. Later, he was made manifest to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table, and he reproached their unbelief and the obduracy of their hearts because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had been raised. And he said to them, Going forth into all the world, proclaim the good tidings to all creation. The one having faith and being baptized will be saved, but the one not having faith will be judged. And these signs will closely accompany those having faith. In my name they will exorcise demons, they will speak in new languages, they will take hold of snakes, and if they drink anything lethal, it will in no way harm them. They will lay hands upon the ill, and they will be well. So then, after speaking to them, the Lord Jesus was taken up into heaven and sat to the right of God. In going forth, they made their proclamation everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the signs accompanying them. What is God calling you to do or to be in this passage? For me, I started to notice when people encountered Jesus, First, it was to Mary the Magdalene out of whom demons had been cast and who we can guess or conjecture from other gospel accounts was going to look for him, to find him at the tomb. And then he was made manifest to two of them who were walking as they were going into the countryside. Some churches read The Road to Emmaus story from Luke. And these are two people, two men who have gone about with some part of their lives. And it says that the disciples who were weeping and mourning did not believe it, grief kept them from belief. And then later he was made manifest to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at table. It's almost like, now let me be clear. When you're mourning and weeping, you're mourning and weeping. And you're not able to see new life. Almost like, as my oldest son's therapist, one of them says, when he's in that fight or flight mode, when his lizard brain has taken over, when he is angry and elevated, he's not going to hear you rationalize with him. When he's screaming and upset and angry, he's not going to listen to reason. You have to re-establish safety before you can reflect on the situation or invite any change or have any new growth. Today, before my children showed up at the apartment for movie night and for dinner, I went and I just laid in my hammock. I've done that a lot since the weather has warmed up, but I think my commitment is to try to do that every day that I can. Because it's in my hammock is my reclining at table where I'm able to be at peace, even though I wish I had a single hammock and not a double hammock because it blows over my face a little too much. But it is for me a symbol of leisure, of rest, of relaxation. And so it's there where I can be reclining at table like the disciples, where God can show up and come to me. Hmm. It's just not quite a satisfying place to end, but it's the end of my thoughts. The prayer for the third week of Easter. O God, whose blessed Son made himself known to his disciples in the breaking of bread, open the eyes of our faith, that we may behold him in all his redeeming work, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Hope and joy be yours as the eyes of your faith are opened in breaking of bread, in fellowship, in walking, in reclining at table. May your eyes be opened to the light of God around you, among you, and within you, the light of God which you are always.